So you're coming today from West Virginia, is that right? That's right. Yeah, this was our, the first thing we did on this particular run. Yeah. And that's where you're living? Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've lived there my whole life, actually. Really? Yeah. How's it treating you? Man, it's great. I, I love it. And you're in uh, Mannington? Uh, I, was, I was raised in Mannington, um, but I live in Morgantown, which is uh, it's about an hour south of Pittsburgh. Okay. If, you know, um, I don't know how everyone's West Virginia geography is, but uh, it's uh, like right... It's a little tricky. Yeah, it's like right here, <laughs> you know, like kind of in the in the it's in this knuckle. In the in the good place, right in the mountains, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, um, West Virginia University's there, uh-huh. so it's a it's a college town. Sounds like a nice place. Yeah, it's great. So tell me a little bit about Canova and how you landed on that as like a theme for your was it an album or do you call it an EP? I, I called it an EP, but it's fourteen songs. Yeah, and I'm not really I'm not here to argue. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Canova's an interesting place. It's uh, it's right uh, kind of in the corner of the state that borders Kentucky and Ohio. And it's actually like sort of a portmanteau of Kentucky, Virginia, and Ohio. The, the K-E-N and then the, uh, you know, O of Ohio and mm-hmm. then V-A, which at that point, West Virginia was still Virginia. Um, and you can see kind of both, you know, all three states from like one park there. Okay. Um, but it's very close to Huntington, West Virginia, which is kind of another one of our spiritual homes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the guys in the band have lived there over the years and we've recorded some records there and, and played there a whole lot. It's, you know, another kind of home base for us. And, uh, yeah, Canova is just a really interesting place. So is Mannington for that matter. Both, both. It sounds kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw that they have a thing called the pumpkin house there. Oh, you, you've done your research. Well, you know, you got to a little oh, bit. Oh, man, right? yeah. Yeah, the pumpkin house is there. Um, Dreamland Pool is yeah. a, a big attraction there, which had like a, a really... A big attraction. Yeah, it w- it was really a thing back in the day. Like Sinatra like was there. Louis so. Armstrong. Yeah, it was really something. It sounded like a really happened in place, and then it burned down, like the pavilion. Right. And um, Have you played there or swam there? What do you do there? Uh, I've swam there. Okay. Um, it's, it's a public pool now. Yeah. And... Uh, it's uh, yeah. There's no like pavilion or anything where like bands can play or anything. It sounds like, that, like it would be kind of cool if they did. We should know? do our our next album release at Dreamland. You should. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean Canova like as a theme to me. This is getting a little a little spacey talk, but it that's good. You know, kind of that song and and sort of what it is like. Do you ever just sort of feel like you? Kind of leave a little part of yourself behind you when you go somewhere, and then like you've kind of moved on and. There's this little bit of you still kind of walking around over there, and mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you know maybe you've forgotten things that have impacted you, and maybe a lot of those things have forgotten about you as well. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's what Canova means to me. Yeah, and the moon over Canova is the name of the actual. <laughs> yeah, EP. M- moon over Canova is the name of the song and the EP. And then strange Constel- strange constellations was the. Uh, album that came out just before that yeah we released that in 2017 that's that's really my first record Mm -hmm. and um moon over canova was kind of a quick follow-up and it's it's sort of uh it's it's kind of a weird little release like it's it's some new songs that were like part of the same batch of songs that were on strange constellations there's some covers that we were doing um at the time that we were making the record there's some live stuff so it's I kind of like equate it to like sort of like doing a once over th- when you're like cleaning your apartment because mm-hmm. you got to like get your security deposit back. Like we're just kind of rounding up all the stuff from like 2017 and 2016 yeah. and 
we're just putting it out before we move on to the next thing. Well, let's get a little background in. Um, you know, what's your musical background? And it sounds like you had this big collection of songs that you were waiting to release. So how long had you been writing songs and what was your musical experience? Well, um, it, it's sort of like a, a weird sort of circuitous path, but I, um, I started playing when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and, like most people do, I guess. And I spent, um, you know, most of my teenage years playing in a bunch of bands of kind of varying, you know, varying quality and seriousness, like yeah. all kinds of genres and, and different things. And but staying active. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it, it was always kind of like my main focus. That was always, you know, the thing I wanted to be doing, and that was the important thing. And so I was just kind of, you know, I was writing at the time and, and releasing music and, and playing in like five bands. You know, and this was like, like high school? Yeah, like high school and right after high school yeah. and stuff. You know, the, the normal thing that if you... Did you do the college thing? Uh, not really. Yeah, no. so you like just... I, Stayed with music. Yeah, I basically like in lieu of going to college, I just moved to a college town and played in like five bands. Yeah, you know, and got a job washing dishes. But you were hitting the books still, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You strike me as someone who was well read, or you know. Oh man, when you said hitting the books, I thought you meant like uh, like playing a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, maybe. But I mean, you know, your your lyricism and everything strikes me as like. Uh, yeah, I'm a reader. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, so that was, you know, I think like when you're. I think there's something like even if you're not necessarily in school, like being around one, mm -hmm. it kind of affects the community that you live in. So like when you're when you're kind of in that sort of atmosphere, I think it makes you like a little more you know open to that kind of stuff. And you're by a college. Yeah, right. I, I was living in a college town, mm -hmm. so like I was getting you know getting that influence for sure, and you know getting into yeah, getting into a lot of writers and stuff. So you were able to continue to play, and every year there was a new batch of school kids coming around to see shows and that kind of deal. Yeah, I mean that's like a really um, you know, if you don't live in, uh, you know, like one of the major cities, like a like a Nashville or a, a New York or a mm -hmm. Memphis, you know, like that has like a really rich, proud musical history, like, you know, college towns are kind of like the next sort of thing, you know, because yeah. there's there's always going to be a good venue that you can play and college radio station and some yeah. journalists who can write about you. And there's a little bit of a scene with some bands and stuff. Definitely. Um, but I was playing in... It, just a lot of different bands, kind of saying yes to every gig I could. Um, eventually, I landed uh, in this band called Southeast Engine that I actually, um, they needed a keyboard player, and I didn't really play piano at the time, so I like learned really quickly and lied and told them I could do it and kind of fibbed my way into the band because they were, they were really hitting the road hard, which is what I wanted to be doing. Like, I wasn't, I was just kind of working the circuit in some places kind of around my hometown. Yeah. I wasn't really like putting the miles in that you kind of need to do. And I really wanted to be traveling and mm -hmm. touring and, and releasing music that way. And they were doing it. So I joined that band uh, and I was with them for uh, the last five years that they were a thing. And um, we went on hiatus uh, in the, the 20 teens. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing this. Just kind of immediately transitioned that focus to your own songs and everything. Yeah, you know, I went through a long period of not writing at all because mm -hmm. I, I, I used to do it a lot as a teenager and then I was doing it, like, you know, in that period in my, like, early 20s. And then I, uh, I was pretty into the idea of just being a side person, mm -hmm. like, you know, playing a lot of instruments and um, I just kind of stopped writing. And then, I don't know, all at once I just felt like I wanted to do it again, and I felt like I had some stuff that I wanted to say in a way that I wanted to say it, and um, it just felt like the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that part, you know, having something to say, I feel like I can sense that and really just 
hear it in the music. It's like you, your, your lyrics really stand out. That's one of the first things I remember hearing your uh, Christian name song. Oh, cool. And being like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like the musicality of it and everything is like, you know, it's, it's, it's like following patterns of, you know, music from the past and everything. Sure, yeah. But the lyrics, I was like, I've never really heard the delivery that you were bringing to the table, maybe, you know? That's great. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we're all hoping to do. You know? Yeah. What's the name of that one? It's like, uh, what Christian name is, it's like an EP that has two songs on it, right? It's just a single. Or like a we, single. Um, uh, the label that I record for, Mizra, yeah. um, they've had you know, a, r- a really proud history of, of great bands over the years, uh, one of which is Centromatic. Mm-hmm. And they uh, asked me to record one of their songs um, to kind of celebrate the 15th anniversary oh, cool. of a Centromatic record. And Flashes and Cables is one of my favorites of theirs. And... I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, can I do something on my own for the B-side? And we'd been playing that one a lot, and I really, you know, it, it was funny. Like, it, it's just like it's technically a B-side of a single, but it, it got a lot of attention for us, which mm-hmm. has been really nice. That's awesome. So are you, you feeling pretty well-received around on, on your tours and everything? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going great. Like, we're, um, you know, one of the big things that I really stressed whenever we started doing this like as this band and, mm-hmm. and under my name and all this stuff is that I, I wanted to be touring a lot immediately and I didn't want to wait and I just wanted to really kind of hit the road hard. And we've done about 200 shows a year for like the last, you know, two or three years now. Wow. And, um, but no, it's been going great. You know, like we've been seeing the great, you know, moments of like coming back to a town and there's more people here next time. Yeah. And like, I mean, we, you know, we all certainly have our share of like those moments where it's kind of a weird night in a weird town and like Mm -hmm. you get like some crazy stories out of it or something, but we've been, we've been very fortunate. Um, we've been opening a lot of dates for our friend Tyler Childers. Yeah. Um, who is, you know, I mean, Tyler's taking off in like a huge way and he's, did you know him before he was taken off or? Yeah, we've been buddies for years. Um, what do you you chalk that up to? I mean, how, how is this happening? Cause it's really pretty amazing. I mean, his music obviously is, very good but oh man gosh there are many people with very good songs out there it's just it's always funny when someone's able to break through like that man tyler's just got something really 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 special and and, i mean if i could explain it i mean i would bottle it and sell it probably (laughs) um gosh man i don't know like he's just gotta i mean he's an amazing singer i mean like he's an amazing songwriter like i just i could i could listen to that dude sing a phone book but like it also it's that voice coupled with someone who can write that well. And he's just got a real charisma that, like, he brings in everyone. Like, mm. in the way that, you know, like, the great legendary artists do. It's like, I don't know, like, Tom Petty or Willie Nelson or, um, you know, someone like, or a, a great politician has the same thing. Where they kind of, right. like, everyone finds a little something of themselves in, in what they're doing. And people are like that with him. It's uh, he gets all kinds of people out to those shows, man. They come out in droves, and uh, we're uh, we're gonna be playing with him uh, two nights from now down at uh, Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. Wow, yeah, Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, man, we uh, we played Fort Worth twice in one month. Actually, it was not uh, not a plan, but it just sort of happened that way. And we're really excited about it, man. It's those are always fun shows to do with him. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Sounds like, uh, you know, you got some big things cooking. Are you uh, working on the next album? Yeah, we've got about half of it done. And yeah. uh, we played actually a lot of songs from the forthcoming record today. And um, 
yeah, we're really, really excited to have it out. And it's going to be coming out pretty soon. Where do you do your recording at? Uh, we do all of our recording at um, uh, one of our guitar players, Bud Carroll. Um, Bud was not with us today, but he uh, runs a studio in Point Pleasant, West Virginia called Trackside. And we do all of our stuff there. And, you know, Bud's just an incredible producer. he got a great ear and just, you know, really makes... He can really hear around corners in a way that, like, not a lot of people can. And we do all the stuff there, pretty much. Like, mm -hmm. it's just all kind of in the living room. And it's a really great atmosphere to do it. Like, I really love being able to just go out to the woods. There's no cell phone service at his house. Yeah. But he's just got an incredible studio set up in just this, like, A-frame cabin. And we can go out there and take all the time we need and, and get it right. Yeah. And it's a, it's a wonderfully comfortable way to do it. Yeah, that pressure sometimes you get from, I don't know, a lot of times there's pressure when you're recording, so you it's get, nice to You get red that. light fever like crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's something that's really cool about being being in like a nice studio atmosphere too. Like, uh -huh. I mean, I, I love all of it. I like yeah. being everywhere. What am I saying? You just like the experiences. Yeah, man. Along for the ride. Yeah, totally. That sounds good. So you guys are like a really West Virginia-based band and through and through. You don't hear that a lot. Like, I haven't met too many people that are from West Virginia um, that are repping it like that. And I'm curious, who would you, uh, you know, like, tell me about other people that are there doing it? Oh, gr uh, yeah, man, there, there's a lot of great West Virginia bands. Um, uh, Ona from Huntington. They're from there? Yeah. I have heard of them. Ona's great, man. We, uh, they're fantastic. They're, they're good buddies of ours. Uh, Roswell Kid. Okay. Um, from the Eastern Panhandle is great. And um, uh, their guitar player, Adam Meisterhans, plays with us sometimes. And their drummer, Sean Halleck, actually plays with us sometimes, too. So both of those guys are kind of in our, our universe here. Um, there's a really great... Uh, I guess I could really call him kind of an unknown writer in a lot of ways because he he did a couple records in the 90s that are just great, and he, he's one of my favorite songwriters, a guy named Brian Porterfield. Okay. And um, I think you can find his stuff on Bandcamp, and I, I encourage anyone who can do that to do that. Um, he's, I mean, I can kind of describe his his collective work as sort of, you know, it's about 70 or 80 songs that are all very, very good, and then about every fifth one is kind of transcendent. And um, he kind of gave me my first gig playing original music. I was his drummer for a long time. Um, he's great. Um, Clint and uh, our, our drummer Clint and I play in another band up there called The Phantom Six, uh, which is uh, the music of a guy named Mark Poole. And um, that stuff's a lot of fun to play, and Mark's just a great songwriter and guitar player. And just a wonderful dude. Cool, man. Those are good ones to go off of. Yeah, man. Uh, I, lo I love West Virginia music. <laughs> so what else, uh, you know, do you do is along with your music? You have uh, other hobbies and things that you pass the time with? Uh, man, it's uh, – we're so busy, it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for yeah. too much. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I read a lot. You know, yeah. it's, I mean, that, my – my personal life is pretty boring. I'm not. That's cool. <laughs> I'm kind of like a saltine to talk to. Uh, um, I don't know. I like I like movies and stuff. Um, like to read. Um, I have a dog that. Um, does he tour with you? He does not. No, he's 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 a homebody. Um, but my uh, my partner and I have a dog. Um, 
oh gosh, what, what what do I do? Oh, I collect vintage postcards. I like to do that on the road. Um, Sweet. What's your best one? Uh, man, well, I like the ones that have writing on the back of them where people like uh, have written to, uh, um, they've used them, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I found this one, it was from 1914, from Fairmont, West Virginia. Um, this guy mailed it to Kaiser, West Virginia, which is, nowadays, that would be like a 60-minute drive. But it was, <laughs> it was a, a dad writing to his son to, like, be careful and have a good time and, and be a good boy. And it was addressed to, like, master so-and-so. So, like, I guess that would mean he was, like, under 14 or something. Wow. Um, so I guess they just, like, stuck a kid on a train and, uh, you know, sent him to, like, vacation with his aunt or something or uncle. And um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I like the old postcards that have writing on them like that because that's when travel used to mean something, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I, one of my favorite aspects of getting to do this is we get to see a lot of stuff that I would not get to see otherwise. Like, we've, we've been all over the country and all over Canada multiple times, and, and I know that if I didn't do this, I would pro- I'd never go anywhere, probably. <laughs> you know, I would just kind of be, be hanging out at home, I bet. And because you sort of have a way to find it yourself by playing music, like, I think you get a little something out of that. And... Um, whenever I see old postcards like that, I just think about how, like, man, that had to have been a really enriching thing for that person at that time. At a time when, you know, not very many people traveled more than 20 miles away from their home ever. Right. And, uh, I don't know, it just kind of makes me think about how that, it's a thing that people have been doing for a long time and how much that's changed in a hundred years. Do you have any songs that are inspired by a postcard that you found? You know what? I don't. So I'd like to see one. Man, on your I gotta, next gotta get on that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Make that a point. Yeah, you know. My, my other hobby right now is writing the next record. That's taking up a lot of time. Yeah, too. <laughs> that's that's a good hobby to have. We're glad you're doing it, and we're glad that you've put out the music you already have, and that you stopped by here today. Keep going. Send us a postcard from out on the road. We'd I will. Love that. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here today, William. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.